Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. And welcome to the Water Cooler, everybody. I'm David Brody. We're glad you're with us today. It is Tuesday, March 9, 2021. And Democrats on Capitol Hill are on the verge of passing the final COVID economic stimulus bill. Joe Biden is going to sign it this week. That is, if they can wake him from his daily nap time. Uh, we're talking $1.9 trillion, with many of the dollars not even going toward anything to do with COVID. It will receive zero Republican support. But you know who is happy about this bill? Hey, let's give it up for the inmates of America. They, the inmates, get stimulus checks. That's right. Prisoners of America can thank the Democrats. And, you know, in a way, that makes sense, if you know what I'm saying. Chew on that for a moment. All right. Also today, Donald Trump, sick of rhinos. You know those Republicans in name only? He wants some solid MAGA elephants in the party. We're going to explain how he's navigating those waters ahead. Plus, her name is Lauren Witzke, the former U.S. Senate Republican candidate from Delaware. Folks, she has been canceled by Jack Dorsey and the big tech anti-free speech machine over at Twitter. What is her crime? One word, demonic. Apparently, that is hate speech if you disagree with something provocative and immoral that comes from a transgender man. Laura is going to be with us today. And how about good old Jerry Nadler, one of the top Democrats in Congress? Why did he say the other day that God's will <laughs> is no concern to this Congress? Really? What does God think about that? We have an exclusive with God coming up. No, we don't have an exclusive with God. He's busy running the universe. Instead, Congressman Greg Stubbe is going to be here. It was his biblical words on the House floor that sent Nadler into that tailspin. Uh, but first for our newsmaker today, she is tough, smart, no nonsense, and has taken D.C. by storm. And sure, she can be a little controversial. Why not? Which, of course, drives the left nuts, especially the media in this country. Joining me now, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from the great state of Georgia. Congresswoman, we appreciate you being here on the water cooler. Great. I'm so happy to be here. Well, let me let me start with the COVID-19 bill. Obviously, it's going to be on the House floor. Uh, I'm sure you've got 1.9 trillion reasons why you can't stand it. Uh, now, but this, this week, some of your colleagues in the House Freedom Caucus, as well as yourself, obviously, uh, you call for roll call votes on non-controversial bills, basically kind of thwarting the Democrats who are trying to quickly get this COVID bill onto the floor and pass. So what's the strategy? What, what do you think in there? Well, just for everything that you mentioned leading into this, um, I think demonic is the perfect word to use for what the Democrats are doing. You know, they erase gender as if male and female doesn't mean anything to them. Um, with the 1.9 trillion, only 9% is being actually spent on COVID relief, yet we still have $1 trillion unspent that, that can be spent on actual COVID relief. Uh, everything from defunding the police, HR1, federalization of our elections, 
the two big gun control bills on the docket this week, um, this $1.9 trillion, all of it is disgusting. Uh, the American people are fed up. And so what should Republican members of Congress be doing on the House floor? We should be using every single procedure, every single trick we have in our, in our rule book and in our bag. Um, you know, here's what we have to do. We have to stop and delay what the Democrats are doing to our country, which is basically burning it down and ripping our freedoms out of our hands. Yeah, and, and clearly you've been effective at that uh, this week for sure. Uh, you mentioned, I mentioned the word demonic. You mentioned the word demonic. I mean, this LGBT agenda and the Equality Act, I, I want to get your take. You had a passionate speech the other day on the House floor about it. I, I mean, what is happening specifically to our country? There's a lot of uh, conservatives, but especially conservative Christians, very concerned about the 180 that this country has seen in the last five, 10 years. Oh, absolutely. We should all be concerned and outraged. Look, David, it's, it's not about gay rights. It's not about um, discrimination. The Equality right. Act actually creates discrimination and it destroys women's rights. It destroys uh, women's sports. It completely obliterates religious freedoms. It takes away the ability for doctors to refuse to do an abortion simply because they don't agree with it or, or it's against their religion. It takes away doctors to tell that teenage girl that, uh, no, I'm not going to do a mastectomy on you because right now you're having an identity crisis. Give this a little more time and you may become happy with your body once you finish growing through puberty. Um, these things that are happening with the Democrats, uh, is, it's absolutely extremely disturbing. Um, you know, here's the great thing about America. We're already equal. Every single American is equal. But the Democrats don't see it that way. And they're trying to push the trans agenda in front of everyone, um, not only uh, in our women's bathrooms, our little girls' bathrooms, locker rooms, playing fields, but they also want it in our schools. They want it in adoptions. They want it in foster care. And it, it's wrong. It's just flat out wrong and it's disgusting. And so Christian Americans, um, every single American, yeah, you know, even the log cabin Republicans are completely against it. So this, this shouldn't be something that we're actually arguing about. I shouldn't have to put a sign outside of my office that says there's only two genders, male and female, and to trust the science. But this is where we are in the 117th Congress in the year of 2021. Yeah, it makes me wonder about the Judeo-Christian fabric of our country today. And, you know, you even say those words, Judeo-Christian fabric, and all of a sudden, you know, the media gets up in arms. Uh, we haven't even talked about abortion. I don't really want to get into the abortion issue right here. But if you put the LGBT agenda, abortion, there's a lot of things. There are certain principles in this country, and, and some folks would say that the Democrats themselves may be uh, anti-biblical, anti-God. I know Trump even alluded to that. What do you, what's your view on, on where Democrats are in terms of the Bible and, and the values that are espoused in the good book? You know, God, God created us. He created us male and female in his image. He created us and creation in the womb, a baby in the womb, from the moment it is conceived, life starts at conception. Mm -hmm. The Democrats are, are want, they want to murder babies in the wombs. Not only do they want to murder babies in the wombs, but they want to fund it, they promote it, and they want to call it women's health care. And they ram spending and, and, and open up new doors for abortions uh, to the point where they're ready to go and murder babies even after they're born, as long as they can make them comfortable, like the uh, governor of Virginia said. 
Uh, yes, this is completely anti-God. It's anti-biblical. It's anti-creation. It's anti-everything. You know, so Democrats can't sit there and praise God and say, in God we trust and say that Jesus loves the little children and support abortion. Yeah, and just so that's what I want to clarify. You were saying anti-God as it relates to their policies on abortion. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah policies on abortion, policies as far as <laughs> Uh, uh, policies as far as self-defense, they want to take away our gun rights. Um, it's it's anti-God in every single way. Freedom, single. freedom to make free choice and free will. Democrats want to take that away. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, on the vaccines, I got to tell you, the other day on the show, I said uh, it's it, the CDC guidance on this. I mean, it's just guidance, but still, I mean, I feel like many people, especially liberals out there, are taking their cue from government, like government's their new god. And, uh, you, you know, we have the VPs, the vaccinated people, that's what they're now, you know, and you've got the UVPs, the unvaccinated people, and here's how you can interact with these people. I mean, what do you make of all of this? Because I know there's a lot of people concerned about not even wanting to take this vaccine. Absolutely. It, it should be a choice. It's, it's freedom. And it's, uh, you know, having these two classes of citizens, basically the ones that have taken the vaccine and then the supposed bad people that haven't taken the vaccine. I would be one of those people in, in that classification of, of citizens. It's because, you know, myself, probably you and many others, we feel healthy enough to trust our own immune systems to survive COVID. And with over 99% of people under the age of 65 surviving COVID, I think my odds are pretty good and I'm willing to take that gamble. And the government has no right to tell me or anyone else that I'm required to have a vaccine, to fly on an airplane, to go in restaurants, to, to buy and sell in the marketplace for my children to attend school or any other uh, freedom and right that I have. The government needs to get out of our business and allow us to be completely open and, and make decisions um, for ourselves of, of, with our health. So that's, that's, it's ridiculous where they're going with this. Yeah, unlike the, the liberal media, I won't put words in your mouth. So I just want to clarify, you're saying you're not going to take the vaccine. You, that's your choice and you're, you're not going to take it at this point. I, I fully believe it's everyone's choice and I don't think I need the vaccine. I'm, I'm 46 years old. I'm not in the high risk group. I'm perfectly healthy and I have full confidence in my immune system to naturally defeat COVID-19 as, as far as, as long as God is willing. Yeah, and I can tell you this, you channel a lot of folks out there who actually feel very much the same way, uh, Congresswoman. Let, let me ask you about immigration and then we got to wrap. Uh, uh, what a crisis at the border. And uh, here, newsflash, let me think. So if the Biden administration uh, has a certain policy that says, come on in, well, what do you think people are going to do? They're going to come on in. I mean, I want to get your take as to what's happening at the border, Congresswoman. Well, first of all, I'll let you know, I, I can't fully tell it all, but I have some great legislation coming up on the border and border policy. So that'll be coming pretty soon. We're working hard on that. But what Joe Biden has done is he has completely opened the door to America at our southern border. He's also got schools 100 percent open taxpayer funded for illegal children. You know, Democrats are always screaming about kids in cages, but they're opening up uh, in-person teaching and schools for illegal kids while they're forcing our kids to stay home and basically stay in cages and not be allowed to go to school. What they're doing is they don't know who is coming in our country, they don't know where they come from, and they don't know how many diseases they have while they 
yell at Americans and tell us we have to wear masks, we're supposed to get vaccines by CDC guidelines, and that our children have to stay home because they're spreading COVID around, and, and the, uh, you know, the woke union bosses are upset for the teachers. Yeah. And so this is going to be Biden's demise, what he is doing at the border. It's not just a crisis. It's going to take him down and the rest of the Democrats in 2022. Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene, we are uh, so glad you're with us today. Thank you so much for your time and, and good, luck, good luck up there in Congress and fighting off uh, quite a few giants up there in, in the swamp. Thank you. All right, that's Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from the great state of Georgia, the Peach State. Wait, am I right? Yes, the Peach State. Okay, I got to think about that. Uh, Lauren Witzke, here in a moment, she got banned on Twitter. Back in a moment. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to The Water Cooler, everybody. I'm David Brody, and uh, this just in, America is out of control. Uh, literally a 180 in America. I mean, what is this world coming to? What is this country coming to? Uh, cancel culture, uh, you know, people getting canceled left and right, uh, the big tech, big brother machine, and the anti-free speech machine in full force. I mean, just ask Lauren Witzke, a, a spokeswoman uh, for Hold the Line uh, PAC, the political action committee, who was canceled on Twitter. I kid you not, th this is just, it's insane. Uh, let's let's um, talk to Lauren, shall we? Because guess what? She's here. So uh, why not? Uh, Lauren, great to see you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. Now that I have lost my voice on Twitter, I appreciate you giving me a voice to share on your show. Well, you're absolutely welcome. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you won't lose your voice here for sure. So tell us the story. Uh, we teased it at the top of the show. Twitter literally saying hate speech for a one word demonic tweet. I mean, really? What in the world is going on here? Right. Well, Twitter has changed their terms of service to accommodate pedophilia. Um, it's openly on their terms of service platform. Uh, so now if you are a pedophile degenerate who wants to call little girls kinky and make excuses for your own transgressions, uh, you get you're fine. This transgender was not taken down, uh, but I called him demonic. I called out exactly what that was uh, when he called for little children being assaulted in the bathrooms, saying it's okay because they asked for it. And I call it demonic and what it is, they shut me down. There is no place for a Christian conservative voice on the Twitter platform. You know, and we have allowed this to happen to ourselves. Would you imagine 10 years ago having this conversation, the slippery slope, they told us we were crazy. Um, you know, it first started with just gay marriage and the LGBTQ agenda. Now we are at a point where they are coming for our children. They are openly coming for our children. And we have some serious decisions to make, especially within our own party of whether how we're going to handle this, because this must be stopped. Um, it must be full stopped. We have to go on offense. We cannot afford uh, more lip service from our elected officials 
while they can't even handle or get big tech, big tech under control, who's enabling pedophilia. You know, this is the current state of the Republican Party. This is the current state of just being controlled opposition and conservative Christian voices are being silenced for standing up for what is right and calling uh, out evil for what it is. Yeah. You know, I got hit the other day. I did a, a commentary analysis on uh, Mr. Potato Head uh, and I talked about, yeah, Adam and Eve were the first Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. In other words, give me a break. There's two genders in this country. And so it just makes me wonder if if the way to fight back doesn't just begin with the truth uh, that is in the Bible. And, and here's the thing. Uh, this just in as much as like with same sex marriage, the polling has changed on that. But the Bible hasn't changed. It's just shocking to me that people we, we seems like we live in a society of followers out there. Yeah, absolutely. God's word never changed. We did. Our culture is what changed. And we chose instead of going the hard way and standing up against the insults and saying, I'm not going to take anymore. We decided to cave to the culture. And here is where we are at. This is what we're facing. You know, soon they're going to be coming after the homeschoolers. They are going to be shutting, illegalizing homeschooling. So parents are forced to send their kids to indoctrination centers where they're going to be brainwashed with gender dysphoria, uh, smearing these children's identity and drag queen story hour. You know, the slippery slope was real. And we as Christians uh, and the conservative party, we are the ones to blame because we allowed it in our back door. Yeah. Uh, we have put LGBTQ lobbyists in positions of power to influence legislation, to influence their people. You know, we have always been the party of social conservatism. We've always been the party that opposes gay marriage. Now all of that is about to change. So I'm trying to figure out what the difference is between a Democrat and a Republican if we aren't going to stand up for children and families. So now is the time that we have to come together as Christians, as Republicans, as conservatives, um, and stand for what is right and take back our country because they the end goal was always the children. You can see it right there. They are coming for your kids and then they're going to strip parental rights away from opposing it. Uh, you know, that is what it is about. Breaking down the family, removing parents from the home and replacing it with absolute uh, evil and yeah. degeneracy. And, and Lauren, if we could do the disclaimer, and it's unfortunate we have to do the disclaimer. No one's talking about discrimination here. No one's talking about uh, treating people with respect, uh, whether you're LGBT or, or uh, wh whatever you are. Uh, but, but this seems to be a what they're talking about is a cultural definition here. And someone's values are going to reign supreme. And the question is, whose values are those going to be? Yeah, well, you know, um we have to make some decisions which direction we're going to go as a party. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have been the party of traditional marriage and family, and we have some serious decisions to make. Are we going to sell out to these corporate lobbyists who are already doing a horrible job of propagandizing our children into um, not knowing what their genders are? Or are we going to hold true to what God's word says? Uh, you know, his word never changed. Uh, we changed and we compromised. And this is where it's gotten us, you know, and in case you haven't noticed, we're losing. So, you know, I want to encourage other people to hold their elected officials accountable. Um, and if they choose to not fight for us and fight for families and fight for children, um, then they must be replaced and they must be yeah. removed immediately. Lauren, I want to uh, end where we began, which is what happened to you on Twitter. So what, wait, how did you find out specifically? Would you go to Twitter or did someone tell you or you, or how did that happen? And then what, what's the deal with Twitter at this point? I, have you tried to appeal the decision? How does that even work? Yeah. So I tried to appeal the decision. Uh, so I was 
My account was shut down when I called the transgender pedophile demonic and I appealed it uh, because they shut me down for hateful conduct is what they said it was. Well, they turned it down. They said, no, your account is hateful conduct. We are going to keep you shut down. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's gone, but they can silence my voice, but I will not stop fighting. Uh, you know, I do run a pack. I am focused on electing Republican candidates uh, who will fight for us, who will go on offense on these issues uh, to pr stop the left from taking away our rights as families, taking a right, away rights as, yeah. as parents. So, you know, that is what I'm focused on doing. Um, and that is how I'm going to win. All they did was tick me off and I will not stop fighting. Well, good for you. We got 20 seconds or so. We're all for free speech. So the question is, how do people follow what you're saying? If they can't find you on Twitter, but that doesn't mean they can't find you out there. Uh, what's the best way for them to, to, to see what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Gab at Lauren Witzke, D-E. Um, just a Delaware symbol on the end. Uh, so also you can find my website, www.holdthelinepack.com. Please support our campaign to elect true conservatives into office and fight for election integrity. I will not stop fighting for yep. you. I will not stop fighting for your family. Lauren Witzke, great to have you on the show. Uh, canceled on Twitter, but the voice clearly not canceled. Thank you again, appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. All right, uh, I tell you what, look, uh, she's bold. She's speaking the truth. Oh, that seems to be the theme of the show. Marjorie Taylor Greene, now Lauren Witzke. Back in a moment, more boldness. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. This has been a hot show. I mean hot. I mean, yeah, it's hot in the studio, but I'll tell you what. Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Lauren uh, Witzke, I mean, they're bringing it, as they say in basketball, strong to the rack. And, and our next guest, uh, who we're going to get to in a moment, uh, tell you what, biblically, he was bringing it strong on the House floor the other day. He was starting to read the Bible on the House floor. Why? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because of the Equality Act and the fact that there are just two genders, according to the Bible. Here's some of that. Listen to this. Like most speeches you'll hear on this floor today, I'm going to start with the truth. Deuteronomy 22.5 states, A woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wear women's clothing, for the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. Now, this verse isn't concerned about clothing styles, but with people determining their own sexual identities. It's not clothing or personal style that offends God, but rather the use of one's appearance to act out or take on a sexual identity different from the one biologically assigned by God at birth. And his wisdom... Greg Subi goes on, uh, that's Congressman Greg Subi from Florida, goes on to talk about uh, the issue and, of course, the biblical wisdom behind it. Then that got Gerald Nadler, uh, one of the top House Democrats, in a tizzy, T-I-Z-Z-Y, -Z I think that's how you spell it. This is what Greg Nadler had to say, uh, Greg Nadler, Jerry Nadler. Mr. Stubbe, what any religious tradition ascribes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. Okay, hold on. God's will is no concern of this Congress? Has he checked the founding documents? All right, don't let, I don't want to get into this. Uh, well, actually, I do, because I want to bring in uh, Congressman uh, Greg Stubbe uh, from Florida. Uh, Congressman, great to have you here on the water cooler. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, why don't you give us your take as to... Uh, your, your reason to do that in the first place, to read from uh, Scripture, and then, of course, what your reaction was when you saw Gerald Nadler um, 
come out and talk about God's will has no place in Congress. Well, it was definitely spirit driven. The day before I was reading uh, the Bible and it just so happens that I was on Deuteronomy 22.5. That's where I had left off a couple of days before and not knowing it, I was reading Tony Evans's commentary Bible and that's exactly where I had left off. And it was day before the debate on the House floor. And I thought, okay, well, I certainly can't let that go. That is direct on point. The way that Tony Evans described it, I thought was very appropriate. And so I used that and, and went from there. And obviously that got a confession from Mr. Nadler that uh, it's certainly the Democrats will that uh, God not be included and biblical truths not be included in the things that they are doing in this democratically led Congress. And I thought it was ironic because as he said that, I looked up and unfortunately under the rules, I don't have the opportunity to go back and forth with him or respond to what he said, but right above the speaker's rostrum, the only words that are written on the house floor is in God we trust. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting that Mr. Nadler would say that, uh, that that has no place in this Congress, that God's will has no place in this Congress when right above where the speaker is standing, it says in God we trust. Yeah, we want to give you an opportunity here. Pretend this is the U.S. House floor. What would your reaction have been to Gerald Nadler if you had a chance to respond? Obviously, you talked about in God we trust. But what does it say about Democrats uh, overall about uh, they're, they're moving away from God? I mean, the polls show this. The people that are following the Democratic Party uh, don't tempt typically are, are there from a church going perspective. What, what's your message to Gerald Nadler on all of this? Well, I would contend that it very much, if we're not on the shoulders of God, as it talks about in scripture, um, then we're on the shoulders of somebody else that I don't care to be on the shoulders of. And we're going a direction in this country that is very clearly not the direction of God. And if we're not going the direction of God, then we're going in the direction of the evil one. And the type of things that are described in the bill that we are debating on that floor is very much confusing the gender identities that we have in this country, confusing uh, gender as it is. They redefined what gender is. They redefine what a man is. They redefine what a woman is. It no longer is what you were deemed at biologically when you were born. It is now what you have identity of. And you can feel as a woman in the morning and feel as a man in the afternoon. And our government's going to recognize whatever identity that you feel at at that given time. And that's just not uh, the direction that I believe the majority of Americans think we should be going. I mean, think about this. If this bill were to pass and be signed by President Biden, which he's already said he would sign, yeah. that means we are going to have biological men who, quote unquote, identify as women playing in women's sports. We're not only going to have them playing on the soccer field with women and children and young girls in middle school. They're also going to be able to go into their locker rooms. They're going to be able to go into their showers and partake in everything that yeah. women's uh, and girls are partaking in in athletics. Well, and even if you don't want to uh, uh, argue the morality of it, obviously there's a huge moral uh, issue here. But even if you're a Democrat and you don't want to argue the morality, how about just the political stupidity? I mean, how in the world do they think this is going to attract uh, suburban moms uh, who have, uh, you know, kids in school who want to see the, their daughter maybe get a scholarship to college? And I mean, it just seems like it's politically stupid as well, not to mention only morally uh, uh, there's issues morally with it. Now, you have reintroduced a bill, right, to protect women and girls in competitive sports. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, it would protect Title IX sports. So I filed it last year. Of course, the Democratic-led Congress didn't want to take it on. But given what the Biden administration did on equality as it relates to uh, female and, and women's sports, I felt it necessary to file the bill again. It would protect Title IX and women's sports. Therefore, only biological women can compete against biological women in women's sports. Otherwise, the colleges would lose their Title IX funding. And, and like you said, I can't see how even Democratic mothers who young girls are competing in either middle school or high school and their high school daughter is competing for a scholarship to go to a university. And now they're having to compete with biological men to get that soccer scholarship. And now they're getting beaten out for those scholarships. I can't even see that Democratic and independent women would think that that's a great situation yeah. for their daughters to have biological men in the showers and the locker rooms and competing with them for, for athletic scholarships. Yeah, it's, it's head scratchy for sure. I've got 30 seconds, less, or 30 seconds or less. This gender council that Biden wants to do here, they're going to look at Title IX. Who knows what they're going to end up doing here? Well, they're going to give Title IX a completely new definition that is whoever wants to identify as that gender on that day can. And it completely undercuts, in my, in my opinion, it undercuts all of the gains that we have had for women's sports and women equality since 1972 as it relates to Title IX sports. We're going to go completely the opposite direction because if biological men can compete in women's sports, it's not women's sports anymore. There you go. Greg Stubbe, I believe this is, if you had a mic, you would be like, boom, I'm out. Greg Stubbe dropping the mic. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Congressman. Thank you. Really great to see you. It. All right. Great to see you down. Uh, Got to love it. That Sarasota area and uh, quite a few, vast area actually down there that he covers. But uh, Sarasota, that is beautiful down there. I mean, it's a separate issue. It has nothing to do with what we just talked about. Uh, Sarasota, not in Title IX, clearly. Uh, but uh, definitely in my top 10 of vacation hotspots. All right. Top three. Back in line. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. I'm David Brody. Hope you are well. Uh, Donald Trump, he's in the news. Come on. He's always in the news. So you, all you have to do is go to Twitter and check his, oh, my bad. He's not on Twitter. But he releases statements, and he's got this uh, new political action committee, and that's where he's making some news. Uh, take a look. This is the Save America uh, political action committee. And this is what he says. No more money for rhinos. They do nothing but hurt the Republican Party and our uh, great voting base. He goes on. Here's the point. Basically, he says at the end, <laughs> send the money to me. Send the money to the PAC. Don't send it to, oh, I don't know, the Republican National Committee or some other Republican group. Uh, that's interesting. Let's, uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's bring in Nathan Gonzalez, uh, the editor of Inside Elections. Uh, Nathan, good to see you, sir. Thank you for having me. The, the topic just won't go away. It just keeps coming back. No, it won't go away. I mean, talk about unconventional. This doesn't happen. I mean, when does this ever happen? I mean, he's the president, the former president of the United States, and, and he's basically saying, <laughs> don't send the money over to the Republicans. Send it to me. Send it to my PAC. What in the world? I don't understand this. I, I do understand it, but go ahead. 
Yeah, well, you know, first of all, one of the unique characteristics of, of many in this situation is that the president remains extremely popular with Republican voters and Republican donors. And and usually we don't, I mean, we see as voters leave office, uh, they might have a fondness for the, the for a former president, but not it's not the same as what we're seeing right now. Uh, but this is a real tangible example of the fight for the soul or control of the Republican Party. And uh, I know that Republicans are, you know, particularly heading into a midterm election where Republicans are focused on trying to get that one Senate seat to get the majority or trying to get those five House seats to get the House. Um, there is concern that this, um, I guess, play by the president or, you know, him issuing a cease and desist letter, that it will not only hurt fundraising, but then he will take that money and and uh, I guess use it first for his own uh, for his own purposes, right? Not focused necessarily on on taking over Democratic seats, but focused on exacting revenge on Republicans who he thinks have have crossed him. Yeah, but at the same time, that could be could be a winning strategy in 2022. We don't know yet uh, for sure. Uh, but, but but I think the concern here, if, if you're a Republican, look, if you're Grandma Betty, so to speak, and you're sending out a $400 check to the RNC, right, so so some of that money is going to get spent potentially on a, some, like potentially a rhino or a Republican in name only as it relates to maybe a moderate Republican. Uh, but Trump wants to go the full kit and caboodle. So you just wonder exactly how this is going to work, because you're going to could be hurting other Republicans that are not going to be rhinos. They're going to be solid conservatives, MAGA people even sometimes. Yeah, well, I think the challenge for Republicans is that they they just relying on the Trump coalition or just relying on uh, Republican senators that the president uh, deems as sufficient in, in their in their loyalty. That's that that's not enough to get them to a majority. I mean, look, right now they are short of the majority and the and the current coalition of Republicans on the Hill includes people that support Trump and a few that, you know, that that don't that aren't big supporters of him. So, Republicans can't afford to be making these distinctions. I think what sort of uh, they're not anti-Trump Republicans, but Republicans looking that are more focused on the majority and, and the president and his team, they need each other because without each other, there there's just not a big enough group of voters to win control back of Congress. And yeah. uh yeah, for sure, because that and we have a lot more to talk about as, as we move forward on that as we go to 2022. I want to bring up speaking of 2022, let's look at the Senate map for a moment. There are five Republicans uh, specifically uh, that you guys have laid out. Obviously, well, we can just see it here. Roy Blunt is no longer going to uh, run in 2022. Rob Portman's not going to run. Pat Toomey, Richard Shelby, Richard Burr down in North Carolina. So what does this mean or portend for Republicans going forward in terms of the Senate map uh, and, and the math there? Well, uh, the Senate is in play. I mean, the majority is on the line in 2022. Republicans just need one seat. Um, the most recent uh, announcement by Senator Blunt in Missouri, uh, we had that rated as solid Republican before he made the announcement. I think it's still solid Republican, which means I think Republicans are going to hold it. Now, I do expect there to be a, a messy primary. Uh, you have a number of statewide elected officials, uh, you know, four members of the of the congressional delegation that are going to take a look, and, and we'll see how that plays out. You know, ultimately. Uh, President Trump won Missouri by 15 points and 18 points in the last two presidential races. So I think Republicans start with the advantage, uh, but it's going to be messy. I think the bigger concern for Republicans is that not only do they need to gain a Democratic seat, but they need to hold all of their own. And those that open seat in Pennsylvania, 
where Pat Toomey isn't running, but Biden won Pennsylvania, that's potentially a problem to hold. And then Wisconsin, where Ron Johnson has not decided whether he's going to run for re-election or not, but that's also a state that Biden carried. So that, um, you know, it's a, it's a mix. When you're trying to gain that seat, you not only have to get a Democratic seat, but you have to hold all of your own or else you've just canceled, you know, you've just swapped seats and you haven't made any net gains. Yeah, Nathan, did I miss anything on the Democrat side? U.S. senators, uh, uh, from the Democrat perspective, have any announced at all that they are not going to seek re-election in 2022? Um, None have announced that they're not seeking re-election. I mean, we're watching uh, Senator Leahy, Pat Leahy of Vermont, who is is getting up there in age. Um, but uh, the, the vulnerable seats to watch are, are Mark Kelly in Arizona, uh, Raphael Warnock in Georgia, who just won special elections, uh, but are in competitive states. I mean, those are the states that uh, Republicans are going to be are going to be looking at whether there's an open seat or not. You know, as we as we wrap up here, I, I always think of Donald Trump's comment about how Democrats always stick together and Republicans never stick together. So maybe that's what this is all about, really. You know that that he that Trump wants to make this a more ruby red party, uh, obviously, and and he wants uh, the he doesn't want the Lisa Murkowski's and the Susan Collins and the Mitt Romney's and others to to, you know, to, to buck the party because Schumer seems to keep the Democrats in control. Well, maybe not Manchin, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and that's a, a valid goal. I mean, I, I don't I don't fault the president for that. I just think that there's concern that um, the Republic, uh, some concern on the Republican side that the president won't be funneling, you know, money toward the ultimate goal of winning back the Senate and winning back the House. That the first priority for him is is revenge. And the second, you know, maybe the second or, or third priority is then winning back the House. And, and this goes back to a whole bigger question. I still don't believe, David, that Donald Trump is a Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he has used the Republican Party to do what he wants and get where he needs to go. But that's not, he doesn't go to sleep at night worrying about the future of the GOP. That's just not, wow. that's just not who he is. Well, you are 100 uh, percent correct on that. Uh, that makes two of us. He's not a Republican, definitely not a Democrat. He's a trump Republican. Uh, he, he does things his way. So, Nathan, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. No problem. See you next time. All right. Uh, Nathan Gonzalez, love the insight uh, from someone. Uh, I'm going to say these words, and I don't even know if it's hyphenated. Level-headed. Is that hyphenated? Can we look that up? I think it is hyphenated. If I'm not mistaken. All right. Uh, back in a moment with a poll of the day. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. I'm David Brody, and time for the last sip. Boy, I tell you what, we've had a good show today, by the way. Let me just say, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene on the show. We just needed Mr. Green from Clue, and that would have been a whole kit and caboodle show. Uh, but uh, let's get on to the last sip, and let's start with the poll of the day. The Water Cooler Poll of the Day. The poll of the day, sponsored by that guy. We should get a sponsor for this poll today, by the way. So here's the question. Is the following statement true or false? It's a very simple question. States that impose strict lockdowns, California, sorry, didn't say that. That was my editorializing. uh, Generally had more economic problems in states with fewer restrictions. Well, 53% say that's true. 21% say it's false. 
And there's that not sure category again. 26% say not sure. How about you become sure? I'm sorry. I'm now lecturing to literally a generic 26% of Americans in the country. They're not sure. Anyhow, that's the poll of the day. Obviously, the answer is A. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. 53% say true. Of course, you have more lockdowns. You have less freedom. You have more problems. Hello. It's not rocket science. All right. Let's move on to uh, more of our last sip um, I don't know, what's the word? Uh, potpourri, if you will. That's a good word for it. Uh, Joe Biden. Look, I, I don't want to laugh at any of this because it's not funny. It's not funny at all. Joe, Joe Biden, again, with a, uh, how do I say this? It's more than a faux pas. He's clearly declining mentally. He couldn't even remember the Pentagon building the other day and who the Secretary of Defense was. Here it is. Take a look. I want to thank the 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 uh, former general, I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. The guy that runs that thing? What? I mean, it's the Pentagon, Joe. Um, but look, I, I don't want to get on his case. I mean, look, we get on his case uh, plenty from an uh, analytical standpoint here on policy and direction of the country and all of that. But uh, you can't get on him necessarily for this. Uh, this is clearly cognitive decline. I mean... Come on, folks. We, we, we all know the deal. And that's not a Republican uh, take or a conservative take. That's a, it's an American take. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that man clearly is in cognitive decline. I'm not a doctor, but I'm not stupid. So then the question is for the media, where are you? Where are the stories about this? Why is Joe Biden uh, president in that condition? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. It's the end of the show. We've saved the best for last. That's what Joe Weber, the senior writer at JustTheNews.com, wanted me to write. He said, you should put this in prompter, that save the best for No, he didn't do that. I'm lying. I'm literally lying on national television. Joe, always great to see you, sir. Thanks for having me. Same to you. <laughs> yeah, same to you. I've heard that before in New York. Hey, same to you. Uh, all right. Look, uh, what's going on with the dogs and Biden? Uh, I mean, clearly uh, the, the mainstream media covering really hard hitting topics here. What, what's happening? Yeah, I'm sorry that your show is going to the dogs, but that's one of the biggest <laughs> stories of the day. Um, people just can't get enough of this story. One of um, Joe Biden and Jill Biden, First Lady Jill, uh, Jill Biden's dog, dogs evidently, uh, had a fighting incident with a member of the security team. I'm told that it's a member of the Secret Service. That would be Major, the three-year-old. And um, people just can't get enough of this story. I had a reporter call me, want to know more about it, thinks they can finger the uh, name, the Secret Service agent. And if I knew which one was with a lighter colored dog um, in terms of age. So this story just continues to go uh, on and on. <laughs> Joe, how am I supposed to ask a follow-up question about that? All right, here's my follow-up question. We don't know. Do we know the security? Do we know the security officer? Or was he a Republican? Just kidding. I don't know. What am I supposed to ask? I'm told that he might have been assigned to the security detail for Mike Pence at one time. This oh, is, is that true? <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I'm sure. 
Oh, okay. You're serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are diving into this story with zeal. They want Pulitzer out of it. Yeah, Bob Pulitzer. But you know what is interesting is uh, just just kind of from an overall marketing standpoint, animals, uh, babies. Uh, hey, can't go wrong, right? Got your marks. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, what else? another interesting story that I think you might find: the Nevada Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole the whole group quit. Um, they had a, a, a sort of a voting between the uh, Nevada Democratic Progressive slate and the Progressive Unity slate, and Judith Miller became chairman from the uh, NV Dem progressives. Mm -hmm. Once she won, the whole group quit and all their consultants. Uh, they put up too many socialist candidates, they said. And um, so that yeah. was it. All right, well, you can find that and a lot more at justthenews.com. Joe Weber, always great to see you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, hey, tomorrow on the show, we've got like a Mideast theme going on. We have Jason Greenblatt will be with us. He, he did some of those Middle East peace deals with Jared Kushner. Uh, under the Trump White House. Also, Joel Rosenberg will be joining us from Israel. Liz Harrington here, and Rick Green will bring his pocket constitution. See you tomorrow, everybody.